Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wireless Hooper Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Chu, and this is episode eight. We are back at it with another one. Uh, today, I wanted to call out just a quick couple of games that took place today. Today, we're getting really, really close to the end of the uh, regular season. There are just a couple of games left in the NBA bubble, and um, mostly after today, everything has been set. Today, what the biggest game was the Portland game that took place at the very end of the day, and it was a crazy game. So uh, let's just talk through it. Uh, what I originally hoped that this episode was going to be was that I was going to talk about the ring, the aura ring. If you guys have heard about that, that's the ring that the is the uh, official partnership of the NBA in terms of a wearable technology that's measuring something. So uh, we call this the Wireless Super Podcast because we want to keep in touch with all things wearable. Um, I myself is a huge fan of all things wearable. Uh, had the Apple Watch since the exception. Tried on a couple other bracelets and different things like that before that. Um, I've had the spectacles made by Snapchat and those are really cool. But, you know, um, we're going to push forward. Technology is getting better. And the next thing to do is continue to talk about these wearables. So the, the thing that I'm interested in is that since this is the official sponsor of the NBA, I wonder if this is just a Hallmark name sponsorship, meaning like Kia is the official car sponsor of the NBA, right? But how many players are rolling up in Kias? How many players are driving around in Kias with their everyday family. So um, that's what I'm more interested in. Um, Aura can either fit in that lane, like Kia, or they can fit in the lane of Hyperice. Hyperice is a, um, let's see, how would I describe them? They are a professional massage therapy recovery brand, and they have a d- bunch of different tools a bunch of different tools to help you recover, like um, the Hypervolt being, I think, one of their flagship products that is their percussive um, massage gun that a bunch of physical therapists are using. Um, You see a bunch of people buy those on um, and do review videos on YouTube. I have a YouTube review video on the uh, Hypervolt, so that's been pretty cool. But back to today's game, right? The, The... or today's episode, I really wanted to talk about how NBA players are using the Aura Ring or if they are even using the Aura Ring. Um, but so far, I haven't heard anything from it. Uh, I'm still doing research. Today got away from me because of all these games. Um, all these games were really, really good except for the first two. Uh, the first two took place super early. The first game um, that took place was... Let's see here. It's not the Lakers Kings game, but there's a, a game before that. Um, but they they started off and it was it was no fun. Um, the, let's just talk about the Lakers Kings game. The Lakers Kings game was just whatever's buddy heel went off. No one's really playing. AD's taking it off. LeBron's taking it off as as they should since they locked up number one. Um, you know, Kings had a had a va- valiant effort, and that was that. Uh, the only thing about the Lakers right now is that Kobe, the Nike is coming out with a Kobe pack, the Mamba pack for his birthday. So I think that's going to be really sick. So I'm going to keep an eye on that uh, for all those shoe heads out there that loves the Kobe series. It looks like they're coming out with 
uh, some more Kobe's. So the first game was actually against the Wizards and the Celtics, and the Wizards actually steal a win from the Celtics. Um, I think that was pretty cool. Um, what a way to start the day of the last games. It came down to the wire. So that's interesting that the Wizards uh, are not in the playoffs race, but they steal a crucial win from the Celtics, which is pretty cool. The next game we have after the Laker game was uh, the Memphis and Bucks games. The Memphis Grizzlies really, really needed a win, but I don't know. Um, they were going against the number one seed Bucks, and uh, fortunate for them, I don't know what Jonas was doing, but he headbutted someone the day before yesterday, and then he doesn't get to play. So he sits this one out. John Morant really goes off. Um, Memphis takes it, and then uh, the Bucks go down one. So um, the Bucks didn't really matter. It sounds like they've locked up number one seed, clinched it. So no Giannis, no prom. It was good for everyone to get those reps up. Um, and then the last game that I watched was definitely the Portland-Brooklyn game. Um, that game was just such a battle between two teams. That's the one where Dame Lillard goes off for 40-plus points. We really see uh, Karis LeVert come out and, and really be a really good player. I mean, the what I got to say is the... Brooklyn Nets are such a good team right now. They, um, I, I lost my train of thought. They are such a good team that when the superstars come back, it's going to be insane of what type of numbers they're going to put up. They're going to be able to do things that a bunch of teams are not going to be able to guard. You have Kevin Durant on the floor. You have Kyrie on the floor. You have Karis LeVert that's going to be balling, growing into his own. You have Spencer Dinwiddie that's been proving himself. He's been playing. And then you have Jamal Crawford coming off, leading your second unit. You got Joe Harris, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He's just coming into his own. You can see that he was taking just taking and sinking jumpers in the Portland game. So uh, Joe Harris is, is not to be forgotten. And then they got huge bodies down low. So the Brooklyn Nets are definitely going to be a team. They're definitely a problem right now. But uh, Portland got the best of it. And this game, you know, props to the entire Portland squad. Everyone's putting up big minutes. It's, it was rough to see uh, the the Portland guards struggle from three. Um, there was just a bunch of open looks, uh, a lot of open looks. Gary Trent Jr. didn't have the best shooting night, but we know he's going to shake that off and he's going to come back. But, man, it was tough. They, they were open jumpers. Um, and the only other thing you can critique is the boards and the boxing out. There was way too many defensive boards that as a, just as a casual fan that I was able to see, and they were just missing them. They were missing the boards. Um, maybe it was just that they were bouncing in the wrong place, but you know, that just sounds like making excuses. I, at least I would feel like, um, it shouldn't be obvious that, uh, Brooklyn was grabbing the most boards, um, especially during the crunch time period in the fourth quarter. But um, w- with all that being said, Nurkic is a monster. He is such a good player. He's His rebounding and his passing, I think, is tier one in any of the four positions we talk about who are really good big men. I think after just these eight games that uh, Yusuf Nurkic came back and came back really really playing well really shows that he is a tier i'm just gonna say a tier one point guard i mean the way he intercepts the ball in the high post and able to dish out 
he's just like a more mobile like Kevin Love back in the day, except for Nurkic is will banging on you. He is seven feet tall. So um, I want to make a another video or another podcast next week to really talk about how he's grown and how he's played in this in this bubble. Um, I think it'd be interesting to analyze and how he's affected Portland because in one of the interviews Dame said earlier, he is, um, I mean, Dame said that the Portland team is not the Portland team from the beginning of the season. Having Zach Collins, having Nurkic, having everyone up there is so crucial for the success. So I'm excited for the entire Portland squad. Uh, best of luck in the playing against John Morant. Um, it sucks that Memphis doesn't have JJJ, Jared Jackson Jr. Um, he is sitting out or he's out of the bubble, something like that, but he won't be back. So Portland's going to have to go through it. Portland's going to play them on Saturday. Playoffs start on Monday. And we're just going to go at it. Um, shout outs to the whole Portland team. Shout outs to the Suns organization going 8 0. Unbelievable run. Monty Williams said it best. You want to be a team that controls their own destiny. So the Suns, um, I'm just going to echo what Monty Williams said. You really um, earned the respect of my eyes, but who am I, you know? Um, but really seeing the Suns battle and really seeing the Suns play hard, playing hard in a bubble, it, it really shows that that organization is going in the right direction. On top of that, their socials and everything is, is, is on point. So the organization is seems to be in good hands. So excited to see how they come back next year. Maybe hopefully they do some good drafting or whatever picks that they got and move forward. But uh, with that being said, this is the end of the episode. This was just a really, really quick rant. Um, thanks for doing this. This is more therapeutic for me than um, it is to you. So again, if you're made it at, to the end of this episode, I, I want to thank you. Please uh, follow me on all social media accounts. I, I really mean that, not in the sense that I want you to follow me for the numbers, but if you're really listening to this, and you want to connect and want to talk basketball, want to talk tech, um, please do it my way, Wireless Hoopers. Um, you can email me, wirelesshoopers at gmail.com, just passing it out there. And uh, there you have it. So episode eight, we're back. The NBA bubble is stronger than ever. They are coming to an end. Um, more information to come. Let me know what you guys want to hear next. And have a good one.